Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Doug hates candy wrappers, screaming baby sticky seats with 50 ads and popcorn kernels in his teeth. There's still not one that he won't see because Doug Hey, 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 everybody. My name is Doug, and I love movies, holiday or otherwise. This is Doug Loves Movies. It's Wednesday, December 21st, 2022, but you'll be hearing this on December 22nd or later. You know, I don't make your schedule. And my guests today are three people who took time out of their busy pre-Christmas time to be with us on an all New Yorker edition. Oh, We've boy. got Trey Gallion, Keith Mobley, and Griffin Newman. Hello. <laughs> Hi. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Let's meet everybody individually and alphabetically by first name. Back by popular demand, it's Griffin Newman. Hello, Griffin. Hello, Hi, Doug. Hi. Thank you uh, for uh, having me on again. We tried to make it happen recently, and I was uh, stuck in an airport waiting for a flight to board for many, many, many hours. Well, you know, these things are always, it's disappointing that the airlines uh, are hard, you know, unpredictable like that. And then is disappointing to you know not have you on the show because it's always great having you on the show but then the extra layer was i was so excited to have you on with martha kelly because she loves her favorite movies are the chipmunk films oh. and <laughs> and in her day-to-day -day life her favorite thing is her cats yeah so i was like this cat chipmunk character yeah that griffin plays in disenchanted uh -huh. Is gonna blow her mind. That would have you. I you hadn't told <laughs> me that you were keeping that under your hat. That would yeah. have been very nice. I didn't want to make you feel worse about sitting around in a dumb airport. I felt terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I but, felt pretty bad. <laughs> to make you feel better, though, 
she would have just went, oh, okay, whatever, because she hasn't seen the film yet. And I have now since spoken to her about it again. I'm like hounding her to watch this movie because I think she's going to love you so much in it, your your character. Um, do you feel like that's a spoiler for me to say that you're a, uh, a chipmunk that becomes a cat? They put it all over the marketing. It's maybe a thing <laughs> I would not have spoiled, but once they started putting it in the trailers and everything, I think it's fair game to talk about. I wouldn't spoil it. I mean, I guess it happens about halfway through the movie, so it's not like it's some big ending twist, but I just think the scene where the transformation happens is so funny. Uh, like, I think the animation the team did on that is incredible, and if you don't know where it's going, the ultimate reveal is funny, but then D Disney didn't uh, care. They just put all of that in the trailer. Yeah, because it's just the end result is too adorable and it's definitely going to be like a plush toy available, I, if not now, but soon. Doug, I'm so frustrated by the fact that it has not happened yet. Uh, <laughs> I don't quite understand. It is it's like a it's a big chubby cat with a chipmunk striping yeah. uh, makes a lot of snarky comments. It feels like such a layup for toys. And I'm just impatiently waiting for something to hit shelves. Yeah, it's really uh, it's fun because also, you know, I sometimes you read too much about a movie before you watch it. And so I I was reading like who was in it and who they played. And I saw that you played a character that was in the first movie. Mm -hmm. So it was already uh, kind of a spoiler for me that uh, there would be, uh, you know, some changes to uh, the approach to that character. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's because the character is odd in the first. I mean, the character is great in the first movie, but it was this odd setup where he he doesn't talk for most of the first movie. There's <laughs> yeah. sort of a couple establishing lines when they're in the Princess Andalasia animated kingdom. And then when he comes over to the real world, the whole bit is that he like loses his voice and he has to pantomime. So the, the character had to sort of be rethought a little bit in this, and I was very grateful that it was rethought in a way that ended up uh, at my very, very affordable doorstep. Yeah, no, it's a very fun uh, voice and character that you do, and uh, but it just, to me, was a spoiler knowing that you did the voice because they're not going to hire you to do, like, the weird spitting and noises that he made in that first movie. No, I mean... Uh, it's, you it's know, so they got guys yeah. that can do that specifically. Yes. Yes, yes. No, absolutely. I had to do it for the one. There's one scene where he comes over to the real world before the, the magic takes over. I'm not I'm spoiling in the most abstract terms I can uh, and his voice <laughs> before I start like talking in the proper voice. And that was far and away, far and away, the hardest part to do. That part of it is just the squeaking kind of thing, which I can't do live right now. Uh, it's a lot of effort yeah. to get there and then a lot of post-production to do it. But yes, it's like if you want that, you hire Frank Welker or someone who can specifically do that. If you're hiring me, it's because you want, uh, I don't know, quippy one-liners in a New York accent. Well, the whole movie was a you know delightful surprise to me because obviously sequels can be rough going, especially ones that wait so long in between installments. Even watched the first one, you know, watched Enchanted right before watching Disenchanted just to, you know, ramp into it. And uh, it all went together uh, pretty nicely. There's lots of nice twists. And, and like, Amy Adams gets to play, like, it's fun how she not only gets to play different shades of, like, her character has different personalities in this one, but that also they switch from one to the other so so quickly. 
Yeah, she's incredible, and I feel it's... like she hasn't <laughs> had a role that's allowed her to show some of these different sides of herself in a little while, even in a movie yeah. that's kind of poppy and frothy. It's like it just the technical facility of what she's able to do in this movie, switching between her different modes is incredible. And yeah, it's like, I mean, it took like 15 years to get this one made from the first one. And I think a lot of it was, uh, I, there were a lot of factors, but I think she didn't want to just make the same movie again. Yeah. yeah I think yeah. it's like a movie that was really important to her. And it was the movie that really made her a star and blew her up in the first place. Um, and so it took a long time to try to find like, what is an actual different story you can tell with these characters in this universe that isn't repeating the beats of the first movie. And then I think very wisely, the fact that it took so long to crack that gave them the advantage of being able to tell a story about 10 plus years passing and these characters being in very different stages in their life, the daughter being at a very different age, you know, and I think they yeah, found yeah. Some really interesting story angles in it. Absolutely. Well, uh, thank you for being here. Let's meet our other guests uh, today. Starting with, um, she's joining us again today because she won on the last show. And because also on the last couple shows, I forgot to say, ask you something. But anyway, it's Kenise Mobley. Hello, hello, Kenise. Hi. I'm so curious. <laughs> what did you forget to ask me? Well, I wanted to ask you, does anybody ever uh, say the uh, very cringy Kenise Navidad to you? Uh, no, this is going to be the <laughs> first never time happened. that someone's I done that cringy believe. thing. I can't believe I'm the first old man to say that to you. Uh, Are you? I don't. I do not think of you as an old man, but if you see yourself that way, I'm happy to go along with that identification. Well, I do, obviously, with that uh, old ass reference right there coming out of the gate. Uh, you got a nice young modern name, and I'm, uh, I'm, you know, connecting it to a, a Jose Feliciano song from 1962. Um, did I read that you? were about to see or did see uh, Avatar The Way of Water? Yes, I did. And I just listened to Griffin's podcast about it. So it's oh, weird boy. to have his oh, voice uh, here as well. Uh, <laughs> I, Griffin, I, I, I respect you so much. And I like you deeply. As a... I feel like this is going to be our fight over M. Night Shyamalan's <laughs> old all over again. <laughs> I, I think you're so smart and so you have the interesting takes on movies that keep me coming back, but man, oh man, I didn't like that movie. And you guys loved it, and I was like, oh no, oh no, please no. But you guys are like talking about the outfits and that you were totally cool with watching this three-hour look at what basic ass suburban life but only set on pandora i don't know what that is i'm sorry <laughs> oh my god I, it's I just like a blue so many times it's like watching a blue uh like if the sims were all blue yeah I, if i played the sims sure it's just like yeah. wow people i wouldn't want to hang out with living on a different planet okay cool all right well we gotta let griffin respond to that uh, I would say, yep, what you just described sounds good. Uh, more <laughs> that, please. My biggest complaint with the movie is that it's too short. Could have used a lot. Wow. Wow. And so were you, were you, were you, Griffin, were you hella on board with uh, initial Avatar? I was, but I maybe even preferred this one. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like it's there's got to be some ways in which it's better just because, you know, I think 
James Cameron's pretty smart and, you know, sort of pays attention to what, what yeah, people are saying. He, he did some R&D from, I think, some of the... <laughs> Apparently not addressing Kinesis' complaints enough, which hopefully he'll get to in the third. But, so, what about the first Avatar for you, Kinesis? Was that something that you didn't really care for as well? Also didn't care for it. I will say yeah. the situation was a bit weird. I was on a first date, and he was like, let's go see Avatar. And so I went on this first date. And then I got a call from my estranged father, who I hadn't spoken to in, like, 20 years. Uh, so so maybe I'll admit <laughs> some of that is playing into it. But I also didn't enjoy that experience. All right. Well, you know, I'm, uh, I, I'm also... Not the most pro avatar person out there. I have not seen the way of the water, but let's uh, let's check in with our third guest, someone I call a champ more as a nickname than as a title. It's Trey hey, Gallo. But... <laughs> hey, but but former twelve guests of Christmas champion. You did. You're right. You did win that one time a few years ago. I lucked out so bad. Everybody yeah. was way too high. Yeah, you lucked into it. You got everybody so high that they could not take you down. Yep. And what about uh, this new Avatar? Where, where are you at with it? Yep, not good. I, I didn't like the first <laughs> one enough to be excited about going to see this one, especially for three hours. That's not going to happen. Not even right. at an Alamo draft house. What do you say to that, Griffin? Like, what do you say to a person who's just like, I didn't like the first one enough? Like, how do you sell them on the second one? Uh, I mean, I, I think that's a, a tall order. I think if <laughs> mentally out on the first movie, I can't be like, it's so different. Right, right. You know, yeah, it doesn't... It, it, it's in so many ways more of the same. I think yeah. it's refined in a lot of ways. But I think if you were like, fundamentally, this does not work for me. It's a non-starter. I'm out on this whole fucking universe. I don't like these blue people. What's up here? Uh, I don't know if this is going to change your mind. Yeah, yeah. Is it okay? Sport? Well, then, yeah. No, still. <laughs> but I mean, instead, I do think, like, experientially. I mean, this look. This is the best selling point I could make. I do think there is like longer stretches of this movie that slow down in terms of plot and become so much more of just like the actual kind of like experiential them exploring underwater stuff that is just like so beautiful and kind of relaxing that there is just sort of a vibe experience to this movie in pieces and they're long pieces because it's a long ass movie uh that i i think hit some different things than the first movie was able to where it's sort of rushing through a lot of uh you know admittedly cliched story beats right that's right. my fear is like even if it's, uh, as they say, visually stunning, I yeah. think even after an hour and a half, I'm going to be like, all right, I'm good with this. Like, even if even if I take a handful of mushrooms beforehand, I'm going to be like, well, I don't want to end my trip like this. So I'm just going to leave the movie now. Sure, sure. I think you should, uh, based on what I've heard, uh, you should just go ahead and maybe step out into the lobby at the midpoint. And... Oh. Uh, have some mushrooms yeah i guess you don't have to go to the lobby to do it just do it just take them midway through because everybody says the last hour is what james cameron does best which is just yeah. a, an incredible uh, action sequence yeah i think like midpoint is when it really activates yeah yeah okay. so you could do that you could try to time it better than that you know plan for a uh 
you know, it, it really is structurally. It's not unlike Titanic in that it's a lot of, uh, you know, set up and sort of grandiose settings. And then now let's go crazy at the end with it. Yeah. Um, and all of his movies. I mean, like, that's the thing about James Cameron is every single, even the movies of his that I don't like, I still think the action, the action direction, direction that he does is uh, unparalleled. I think he's probably the best at action movie directing. I just wish Avatar didn't seem so much like watching a, uh, a cartoon. Right, right. He doesn't have many losers, but I think that's the other thing of it too, is just staring at, knowing that you're just staring at everything you're staring at is computer generated for that long. Yeah, I'll say this too. This movie has less live action elements than the first movie. Yeah. And I like and the live action elements were strangely like I thought they were the silliest and most unnecessary part of the first one. Yeah. But also grounded it in like at least we see that they that some of these characters that become avatars are, you know, we get that. But this next movie, it just like, you know, Sam Worthington's just a a, a Navi from Jump. Right. Like it's no. Yeah, yeah, and there's like five human characters in total, most of whom have like less than five lines. And mm-hmm. uh, there may be like two sets that were actually constructed. Most of the <laughs> oh, wow. people in CGI spaces exclusively. Well, now yeah, how many times a... do they say unobtainium? Never. <laughs> never. In the See, second one, we... never? Never. I don't want to ruin anything for you, but they, they got a new goal. There's yeah. A new thing. Okay. Yeah. And he, you know, James Cameron, like, heard everybody going on obtainium, snicker, snicker. Like, yeah. he's not dumb enough to just double down on that. I think <laughs> like, slows down and gets, like, a little more invested in its characters because he understands the people. Like, it, it's what you're saying, Doug. Like, he's such a competitive guy that, like, even making the most successful movie of all time, he took all the criticism. He's like, okay, I can fix that. I can fix that. I can fix that. But it is still fundamentally an Avatar movie. If if that's your problem at the door, I don't know if that's going to change. Right, because yeah. it's not that I'm not a, Jane, a, a Cameron fan, you know, right. at all. So it, It's funny, too, though, how up until like a few months ago, there's been, you know, talk of how more Avatar is coming. And there's been like a, you know, a little bubbling of excitement. But once it really became official this year... I didn't feel like this was the year of people cannot wait for the new avatar to come out. But then no. suddenly once it was here, like within a few days of it coming out, it just suddenly I was just seeing, you know, this of course is a Twitter thing mostly, but just seeing that just raise its ugly head again, just the divisiveness of the first avatar. Cause the people who like it, like it so much. And uh, so it was interesting how that sort of went dormant, you know, like for like the first year Avatar was out, anytime I'd say something negative about it, I get tons of blowback, you know, and then last year I could say anything I want about Avatar. Nobody would say shit to me, you know, <laughs> and now that the second one is out, people are getting that enthusiasm for it again, like the yeah. ones that, that love it. Um, so I, I got to tread lightly, well, I guess. So I think but I, I, Much like Kenise, the people who dislike Avatar are in a state of active befuddlement of can you explain to me how you could possibly like this? <laughs> it is strange yeah. that you guys are all serious <laughs> about this. That you guys are this isn't a bit, this isn't Deadly a long serious. like joke we're all participating in. It's it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me because you've got such good film taste <laughs> outside <laughs> of this that you guys are like, yes, 
more of this essentially retelling of what like the re- like the the thing where mice have to be saved or like Ferngully, a good honest, movie. Well, I, <laughs> I just don't understand why we're doing this. Okay, I don't I don't understand why we're doing. They're tall and blue now, and green, but that doesn't make it better. Do you so you don't feel like um like the three D didn't blow you away, you know, in the sense of how immersive it is? Uh, not at all. And <laughs> not even a little bit. And maybe I should have done drugs beforehand, but going in stone cold sober and just for three and a half, there were so many trailers. It was so, it was like my whole day. It was my whole yeah. day. It's a yeah. day. It's a day. It's like a day trip. Mm-hmm. Should have an intermission. <laughs> it should have an intermission, I think. It absolutely it should. Really yes. should have like a drug and alcohol break. Right, where you literally have to leave the theater, see something real, like with your eyeballs, let your brain <laughs> compute like real actual things, and then go back in and tackle the rest. Yeah, I'm down with that. Yeah. Um, let's move on from Avatar, because Kanice could not be more right about uh, there's not much to really talk about there. You either like it or you don't. Um, the year's almost over. Mm-hmm. So for this installment, for today's installment of Recommendation Nation, I'd like each of you to recommend one movie. Could be your favorite or just could, you know, just be one that you want to tell people about. But from this past year, from 2022, Griffin, you go first. Okay. I'm looking I'm looking oh, at my list wow. here because I want to see if there's like a, a deeper cut I can I can pull out. That's maybe not being recommended as much. Because uh, your obvious choice would be Disenchanted on you Disney. You would Club. go Avatar 2. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh no, I go Avatar 2. Uh the the default best movie of the year. No, uh I we um on blank check, we've been doing a mini series on Henry Selleck and his films. Uh uh-huh. interrupted for uh an episode on the new Avatar, and then we're taking uh, two weeks off for the holidays, but then we come back and finish up his filmography. He had a new film come out on Netflix in October called Wendell and Wild. Uh-huh. Co-written, produced by Jordan Peele and starring Key and Peele. Uh, this is the guy who directed Nightmare Before Christmas and James and the Giant Peach and Coraline, and he has a new movie for the first time in 13 years, and I feel like no one has talked about this. It has flown so completely under the radar. I think it's really good. It's a weird sort of teen movie about demons in the prison industrial complex. Uh, it's all stop motion. I think it's pretty incredible. We have an episode on that coming out in January, but I highly recommend uh, people watch it because I feel it has bizarrely gotten no coverage whatsoever. Well, Netflix is, uh, you know, uh, terrible at pushing like the, you know, new stuff or or like or st- if people don't latch onto it right away and make it popular yeah. right away netflix just lets it sort of sit wherever so like you you end up finding yourself searching for things like it's, it hasn't been on there that long and i don't i think you'd have to really uh start to type in wendell just to find it um yeah but, any Wednesday uh, doesn't help them because now people type in w <laughs> and they're already getting recommended this other thing <laughs> that's why everybody's watching Wednesdays. They're yeah. looking for Wendell and Wilde. They thought about and Wendell and Wilde. They land on Wednesday. They got distracted. Um, 
it, you know, it might get a bump from there is a considerable discussion of how it might be in the, you know, fifth slot of uh, animated pictures nominated for a uh, best animated movie at the Oscars. I hope so. But it's almost absurd that it's in a position of let's hope it gets in the fifth slot. Like it feels like a movie that in another year would have been like, well, that's obviously a lock to get nominated, even though it's a weird film. Um, yeah, it's it's sort of on the outside, maybe hoping to get in. Yeah, yeah, I I I feel like it will just because again the Netflix thing seems to really help with. They've been scoring, been doing pretty well in the animated categories, uh, short and full length every year lately because they're just they're just right there on Netflix. So people, the the Oscar voters can just you know they can just watch it and uh, no muss, no fuss. Canise. Uh, what was your favorite or what movie would you like to recommend from the last year? Okay, from the last year, I think the one that I had the biggest reaction to was The Banshees of Inishirin. Uh, we went to the theater and there was nobody else there. And we just laughed and laughed. Um, <laughs> and I heard later that other people weren't laughing as much, but I thought it was truly hilarious. I loved it. That sounds like uh, Trey Galleon watching The Lobster. Uh, the lobster is funny. The lobster is funny. It's but but so much. Have you seen Banshees yet, uh, Trey? Man, that sounds familiar. No, I mean, it just it came out this out, year. No, no, it just came out recently. But it's it's Colin yeah, Farrell now. and Brendan Gleeson, and they're both getting lots of uh, acting awards. Uh, but it's the two of them, uh, and and it's uh, it's very good. But um, right, the in Bruges yeah. guys, right? It, but yeah, yeah. So yeah, yes. like, but it's in Bruges. But to me, it was less funny than in Bruges. But as you can hear from Kenise, Kenise found it very amusing. So I think it's just who you are watching it with, or if, you know, especially if you watch it alone. I think because Trey and I discussed how when he, when I saw the lobster, nobody laughed at anything, and when Trey saw it, it was like a full blown comedy. Um, well, but I did say that everybody else in the theater was not laughing except for me and my friend Louisa and like to the point where people were turning around and looking at us a couple of times at certain parts like why on earth are you guys laughing at this horrible thing well it sounds like like it worked out good that Kenise and her friend were uh had the theater to themselves yeah it was great Uh, highly recommend not offend anybody but yeah and and, but it it definitely is a, a comedy and um uh, I, I liked it a great deal, but I don't, I don't know. I didn't laugh that much, you know. Um, but also, again, it's a spoiler situation, but there's things that happen in it that, you know, made me sad. Um, uh, well, that's something, Doug. So did you like The Lobster? Because we never actually talked about that. No, I think The Lobster was, I thought it was very well done. You know, okay. everybody involved did a terrific job, whatever it is they were doing, but that it wasn't, you know, I found it to be too unpleasant and ultimately uh, pointless. I gotcha. Oh, but, but that, that, was just, that was just still me. cracks me up. I mean, you yeah. know, it's, it's one of the movies, it's, it's definitely a case of a movie that I didn't really like very much that I've still watched a, a few times, which, you know, that's pretty rare. Usually I don't. If I'm not liking it, I'm not going to give it another chance. But there is something very interesting about it. Um, right on. So, so from the last year, if you can uh, piece it together, what you might have seen over the last 12 months. 
that stands out to you, Trey, what would you pick? Can can I go with Bullet Train? Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm gonna do that then because okay. that was like that that was kind of uh a, a, like a lot of things that I love about movies all in one, you know. Well, um, let me tell trains, you, I, what? Yeah, no, I was just gonna say that uh, I think you'll really like this new Glass Onion movie. Uh, you know, the new Knives Out movie, Glass Onion. Um. Because to me, it's like delivers what Bullet Train like do- doesn't deliver. Oh, like so okay. e- even better than Bullet Train is another way to look at it. Because um, I think got, that's like, going to be the 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 family watch this year for Christmas. Oh, nice! Yeah, because yeah. it's got a big cast of characters that are colorful, and then each character turns out to be like interesting and do and say interesting things. Whereas Bullet Train to me was a bunch of people just representing a character and then being zero development, just action, which you know the action is well staged. But uh, I, I couldn't I couldn't really get uh, into that one. I'll agree with you. Like, I think that because the because really the only character that really stands out to me in that movie that got any kind of development or you got to know at all would have been Brad Pitt's character. Yeah. And he's and funny. But like, that's because of his acting. Yeah. I think he's I think he's all right in it or whatever. But I just don't think the script like. uh uh, you know, gives him enough support. You know, I think he's going to be funnier in this other movie I haven't seen yet called The uh, Babylon. Oh, right. That's on my short list, too. Yeah, that movie. Everybody's saying that movie's freaking <laughs> cra- crazy. All right. So thank you for your recommendations. We got to take a breather because this is the show's just going at a breakneck pace. We'll be right back. <laughs> With some slow, soothing ASMR, just like Avatar 2 games. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. We're back and we've got two strong players and one very good friend here. Let's play. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love you guys. Let's play a game I call Whose Tagline Is It Anyway? I'll say a tagline from or for a motion picture, and then you tell me what movie it is. Uh, Last time Kinesis was on, I had a version where uh, he had options, but this one is just, I give you the tagline, you get one guess, you miss it, I move on to the next person. We'll go alphabetical by first name for this uh, this first game today. So Griffin, you're up first. 
and uh, and you know a theme will emerge uh, in these taglines, but of course, right out of the gate, uh, you don't know what the theme's going to be. Um, what movie, Griffin, do you think had the tagline "A universe without boundaries needs heroes without limits"? A universe without boundaries needs heroes without limits. This uh, sounds very familiar. <laughs> sounds like a tagline. Sounds like a tagline. It's a generic ad copy. Uh, I, 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 this is wrong, but for whatever reason, I can't, I now cannot get this guess out of my head. Okay. I'm going to say Super Babies, Baby Geniuses 2. <laughs> you know, sometimes you like get a song in your head and you can't move on until you find some way to exercise it. <laughs> oh my I god I, answer, and that is so fully occupying my brain i needed to guess it just to cast it out yeah get it out get that title out of there that, that, that long ass stupid title like they'd have such a serious uh tagline is cracking me up but uh uh i shouldn't say anything more that is incorrect okay 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 go to Kenise. Kenise, what do you think uh what kind of movie specifically what movie do you think would say a universe without boundaries needs heroes without limits. Uh, that sounds like something DC would say, just something kind of like a generic version of like an actual superhero franchise of some sort. Uh, so <laughs> who are the, they, they have a thing where they like all work together or something, some movie where they do oh, stuff. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They got to get a team together. Yeah. They have, a, they get a team together and then they, Go and fight bad guys, presumably. Yeah. Like uh, Fantastic Four kind of thing. Yeah, but it's DC, so it's like the okay four. The um the <laughs> I don't think they get I don't think DC has downgraded names for its superheroes. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. <laughs> I think they all, sure they all sound, yeah, it's like a oh, fine woman. Superman. Superman. I don't know. Uh, Super perfectly adequate guy. Yeah, he's perfectly regular, fine. Yeah. Regular Phil. Um, I can't um, even remember the name of it. That's how generic I'm. I'm so I'm gonna have to pass. Damn it! I'm so sorry. Oh, that's you're, all right. you're not. You're not on the right track anyway, Trey. Oh, she's not even on the right track. No, it's not a group of heroes or, or i mean it's it's got a movie has got heroes in it that's for sure it's right there in the tagline but it's not a group of, of four or five or i don't, I don't even know what number Kenise landed on there but because uh, uh, i was gonna say avengers endgame like it's not like mystery men or something like that but your your guess is avengers endgame yeah 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 i guess I guess that could work. Uh, unfortunately, it's for a uh, not very well-remembered motion picture called Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. Oh. Wow. Yeah. I, I feel like I was closest. I feel like they look like super babies in that movie. Yeah. If you look yeah. at Karen Develvine and, and Dane DeHaan, they have like a super babies vibe. Mm -hmm. If this was horseshoes, you would have really, uh, you know, Big round faces. And closest to the post. Yeah. Um, but you get to go again on this next one, Griffin. Are you ready? Yes, let's do it. Vindication. All time. right. The truth is not of this world. 
the truth is not of this world. Uh -huh. I am going to guess it is. I don't establish the theme. It feels like we're on space movies. Universe without limits. Truth is out of this world. There's some. I'm going to say. Uh, I think this is wrong. I'm going to say Galaxy Quest. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, similar to Griffin's experience, I cannot get this guess out of my head. So I'm going to say uh, X Files, I want to believe. <laughs> <laughs> the the most recent one because it's like uh, the elevation of the truth is out there the truth is in space like it's uh -huh. it's there out there yeah probably too much uh, emphasis there on the truth part of this tagline <laughs> Trey um I the keep thinking about the Leonardo um, DiCaprio one with the top what uh were they going the layers oh, of Inception? dreams yeah that's your answer yeah do you want me to do my own sound effect no i just want you to say it inception please <laughs> um <laughs> now a lot of people were uh <laughs> i got to say i was anti metheus i was not pro metheus uh, when that movie uh... came out yeah. Good old Prometheus. Um, yeah, that was funny. I didn't want to give anything away to anybody, Griffin. But uh, yeah, the uh, the truth part is what kind of tripped up your answer, because I don't think they were really looking for the truth, per se. I don't I don't know. If, I mean, that's a little too vague. I don't know. Um, are you ready for round three, Griffin? Yeah. OK, tied game. We're all, <laughs> all tied up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still in it. Yeah. We might have to, you know, might have to end this like the World Cup ended. You, all of you might have to kick. <laughs> you might have to kick a, a field goal. Field goal. All right. Uh, <laughs> what movie, Griffin, had the tagline? All we have to decide is what to do with the time we are given. These are very generic taglines. This is not on you. This on, <laughs> right? This is on the marketing teams of these major studios. I feel like we're doing a little bit of word salad here with the same kind of buzz phrases. All, all we have to decide is what... All we have to decide is what to do with the time we are given. All we have to decide is what to do with the time we are given. And the first two movies were Prometheus and Valerian. They're both space movies where people wear shiny wetsuits and <laughs> uh, have odd sexual tension with characters that kind of look like them. Um, I'm going to say, I I think this is wrong. Oh, 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 oh. I'm not sure this is right, but I'm going to say it. Interstellar? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's not a bad guess, though. It's all about him trying to figure out how to get the time back to spend with his daughter. Right, but he is, you know, he's stuck inside Martin Short, so he he didn't get to decide any anything about his time. He was stuck in <laughs> some other guy's body. Stuck in his um, 
Kinesis. Okay, I was thinking Interstellar 2, which is like, it. fuck. They, they made, made an Interstellar 2? No, I was thinking Interstellar as well. Yeah. <laughs> I, not, not Interstellar 2, but I was like, okay. oh, I think it's Interstellar. And now that's wrong. I'm like, what's another space-based movie that did okay at the box office, but not great, and has one word as the title? Um, you really uh, did the work, but unfortunately... I know it's not Interstellar. <laughs> okay, so that's your guess is anything but Interstellar? Uh, that, that's a little too big, but it would be correct, correct because if we know that Interstellar is wrong, then anything but Interstellar does correct mm -hmm. the, does contain yeah. the correct answer. Okay. It's it's not the David Duchovny one where evolution. It's not evolution. No, it isn't. Okay. Wait, okay, now read the tagline one more time, please. Okay. Please. All we have to decide is what to do with the time we are given. Yeah, that's the notebook. <laughs> I don't know how you did it, Trey, but you got that Seriously? as wrong. You got that as wrong as possible. Oh, thank uh, you. <laughs> I don't know how you do it. But um, it's actually not a bad tagline for that movie. Right. It's a tagline for a movie that some of you may have heard of called Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. That's what the oh, tagline is for that movie? What? That is one of the taglines, yes. A lot of these movies have multiple taglines. And, you know, of course, I don't pick ones that say things like, you know, uh, The Hobbits about need more. to do this. or You know, yeah, I don't give you know anything that gives it away. Um, yeah, yeah, but the notebook it, made more sense than oh, notebook, than that. The notebook Absolutely. made way more sense. I would not describe that as the main gist of Fellowship of the Ring. Yeah, no, I think. Well, I think it's probably you know the gist of what some long bearded dude says as a piece of advice, you know, to a a young lad on a mm. quest. But that being said, we still have a tie that we have to settle here. So let's do the next one. Are you ready, Griffin? <sighs> yes. yes. All right. What okay. movie has a tagline? They live in a secret world, touched by magic and surrounded by nature, and the only human who has ever been there must fight to save it. <laughs> they Give it to me one more time, please. They live in a secret world, touched by magic. And surrounded by nature, and the only human who has ever been there must fight to save it. Well, I feel like... is that really the tagline, or are you just trying to describe the movie enough to where somebody will actually get it? Some taglines describe the, the movie that that completely, and so okay. the answer, the question to Griffin is, what movie? Is that one for? It sounds like Avatar. What you're saying is Avatar. I don't know if I just got Tar on the brains right now. And he's not the only one of it. But he's sort of the only one allowed into the inner sanctum. And we're in the space movie. I'm, I'm, I'm going to take the shot and say Avatar. Avatar is incorrect. Well, damn it. Kines. Uh John Carter of Mars? <laughs> no. Okay. Uh. Good guess. The Smurfs? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's the tagline for Fern Gully. Oh. 
Oh, it's like Avatar. People are really people are yelling at us right there's, now. There's a reason I thought it sounded like Avatar. Yeah, oh. it sure is. All right, Griffin. Uh huh. We got to get a point on the board here. Here's I, the I, here's, yes. here's the here's your last chance to get a point on the board. I have to break down uh, this. Way. Someone has uh, to. I don't mind calling it a three-way tie. We'll just go alphabetical on the next game. But if somebody wins right now, then we'll have we'll have a winner to go first in the next game. Okay. Uh, Come on. Griffin, mm-hmm. what movie has the tagline "Enter the World"? Enter the world is the full tagline. Enter the world. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna what? do it, but I think I might actually be right this time. With what? I think this is Avatar. That is correct. There we go. Oh, that was a close one. I thought nobody was going to get a point ever. Um, But uh, (laughs) yeah, there's uh, the theme was, uh, you know, movies that, uh, you know, create new worlds and then won't won't shut up about them. All right. So uh, Griffin wins that game. That means he gets to go first in our second final deciding game today which we're going to play after these messages we'll be right back i normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting but skims has changed that you know i love skims underwear so i finally tried their bras and skims has delivered again skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give but what i wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too i've tried so many bras in the past and the main issue that i have is that they weren't supportive enough to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. We are back and what an exciting matchup we have so far today. Everybody came to play, especially Mm -hmm. Griffin and Kenise. And now what I'd like to do... Let's play a game, Trey, that uh, perhaps you have not yet played on the program. It's fairly new. It's called The the Little Search Engine That Could. Mm. Uh, Griffin's going to get to go first in this game, but then, Trey, you get to go second, and then Akinis, just to uh, flip the order around. I typed a word into the search engine on the internet movie database imdb and i wrote down the top 10 movies not tv movies not tv specials but movies motion pictures gets a little tricky because now they're making motion pictures that just go straight to streaming but they're still they still sort of make that distinction whether it's a movie or, or not uh i typed in a, a, a word and then I write down the top 10 movie titles that have that word in it. So basically, it's according to their algorithm, the, the, you know, the most searched, most popular movies of today with that word in the title. You'll take turns, starting with Griffin, 
uh, you'll each get three guesses ultimately, but we'll, we, you know, we'll take turns. We'll start with Griffin and go to Trey and then to Kenise with your first guesses. And then, uh, you know, we'll continue because, you know, there's 10 movies written down here and uh, I'll be surprised if uh, you come up with all of them uh, over the course of the game. But if you name the movie that's number one on the list, you get 10 points all the way down to number 10 is only worth uh, one point. And I'll tell you right now, if anybody says number 10, I'll be absolutely shocked. So we're looking down the barrel of a new year. So the word I chose is year. Movies with the word year in the title. Griffin gets the first guess. He's trying to go for the number one movie, the most popular movie today with the word year in the title. Huh. I'm trying to... Huh. Um... We'll get two more guesses later, but you, you, know, you don't want to save anything if you think it's a good one. Yeah, I'm going to ask a question uh -oh. if I'm allowed. Okay. Uh, would, <laughs> would it include like derivatives like years? Or are you looking for pure just the word year singular? This is an excellent oh. question. So, well, since ever, nobody's played yet, I will say yeah. that the word years could come into play, <clears throat> but okay. that in this particular case, it does not. It's always specifically... Y E A R without an S. Okay. Um, Great question. Thank you. Very, okay. very fair. But now we must begin. Griffin? I, I, I don't think this is the number one, <laughs> much like Baby Geniuses 2 Super Babies. <laughs> yes, that's in my head, and I can't think of a better option. It feels like too deep of a cut, though, but I'm going to say my year of living dangerously. Uh, that, of course, is going to be on a list of movies with year in the titles. Mel Gibson, Sigourney Weaver, and uh, Academy Award win for Linda Hunt in that one. Yeah. Uh, but not, did not make the top ten, I'm afraid. So Gif Griffin's out of the gate with zero, but there's still, he's still got two more chances. Kenise, what's your first guess? A movie with year in the title. Uh, year one is that the name of it? With um, um with that you're guy? in charge of the guessing. I'm in charge of telling you if it's <laughs> right or wrong. Okay, I, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say year year one. Year one, the uh, Michael uh, Michael Sarah Jack Black. Yes, ill-fated comedy. I believe it was directed by Harold, the great Harold Ramis. Yes, that's what yes. I meant. That I've never watched it from beginning to end, but I, I've seen parts and I, I don't hate it, but I also get why it wasn't successful because you know it's hard to pull off a caveman comedy. <laughs> Ask Ringo Starr, yeah. Well, but you know, and, and yeah. honestly, caveman, I think, is a, is the better of the, of the two, but uh, mm -hmm. year one is on the list. Wow. And guess what, Kenise? It's all the way up there. I thought no one would say year one. Uh, and I'm especially surprised where it landed on the list. It's number two. Yeah, I don't know what is happening. I don't know who, who's, why someone's being 
someone in that movie must be getting looked up a lot or something. It must be have just appeared on a new streaming service or something must wow. be going on. So Kanise gets nine points for that. That's a strong lead, but there's a 10 pointer still out there and lots of others. So Trey, give me a movie Dude. that's got the word year in the title. That blows. That was going to be my first guess. Um, now, I, I know that this is a fun technique you have where you just keep saying, oh, that's what I was going to guess after every <laughs> other guess. <laughs> well, you know how that's logical, though, because my brain is pretty <laughs> simple. So if you say year, obviously year one is going to be the mm -hmm. first thing that pops into my brain. Okay. Oh, I got it. Okay, what do you got? The 40-year-old virgin. That just came into your head just now? Yeah. Year one, 40 is a number. Do I got to explain how my brain works? No, but I got to explain to you that that's the number one answer. Okay. No way. Yeah. 40 year old virgin. I don't know how it's doing it, but it's still it's still up there. Of course, year without a Santa Claus is higher, but that's like a uh, you know TV special. So that doesn't uh, count for our purposes here. Uh, we are back to Griffin. Got to get some points on the board, Griffin. Yeah, I mean, this is another big uh, star-studded flop comedy, but if year one charted that high, I'm hopeful that this might be somewhere in the 10. I'm going to say the bird-watching movie, The Big Year, starring Steve Martin, Jack Black, <laughs> and Owen Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> a movie that exists that I watch on a plane and is pleasant. It's Yes, <laughs> it is. It's it pleasant. is pleasant. It is yeah. Pleasant. Yeah. But it's also sad that they get so emotional about bird watching. Everyone is in that. Brian Dennehy is in that movie. Jim Parsons is in that movie. Rashida Jones is in that movie. It's got every actor in it. And yeah, somehow, somehow, Getting... it didn't make the list. Oh, oh. That, is, that is quite a blow. That is really. <laughs> That's a low blow. That's so unfair. I should have just lied, made something up. Kenise, are you going to make matters worse for Griffin by putting even more points on the board? I, I don't know, but I am going to guess instead of the 40-year-old virgin, the 40-year-old virgin, just because it's close, proximity-wise? What? Oh, that movie. Uh, oh, what is her name? The lady that uh, stars in that movie. That was a, I like yes. that movie a lot. Yeah. Uh, a blank. 40 year old version yeah uh but i'm sorry no that didn't make the uh that didn't make the list so trey if you put a little bit more a little bit more I mean, juice into this you might uh you might walk away with this thing but can still has another opportunity and griffin's always it's always great to have him around i mean i can only um, think of one other one okay well i hope uh you know, you might think of another one later. Remember how 40-year-old virgin didn't come to you right away? Yeah, I'm not real super hopeful, but you never know. Yeah, one you of them never know something. But, yeah. um, you know. What do you I, got? Marilyn Monroe is frequently on my brain also. Mm -hmm, okay. And she was in a movie that had the word year in it. Yeah. So it's called like The Seven-Year year Itch. Oh, right. Seven-Year <laughs> Itch. Seven Year Itch, I believe, was around twelve or thirteen on the list. It didn't quite crack the uh, uh, top ten, uh, probably just for being an old movie. Unfortunately, old movies can be penalized in that way. But 
Griffin, let's get some saving grace points. Uh, I mean, this put is some you're here to play points on the board. More recent than seven year itch, but still, I feel like too old for this list. But on the other hand, I'm struggling to think of other year movies that would qualify more than this, just because I feel like the titles said a lot. It might be high in the Google results. I'm going to say my favorite year. Oh, I, you know, when I typed in the word year, that was the movie uh, in my head. Like, oh, I'd like to see that on this list because it is such a good movie and uh, uh, such a great Peter O'Toole, like a whole movie just built around how great he is at doing that particular role uh, of Alan Swan. But unfortunately, that did not, that did not make it. I mean, you named three perfectly fine movies with year in the title. It's not like you just sat there and went, I don't know. So uh, it's an impressive uh, job in spite of the the failure. Failure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. A noble failure. Now, Kinesis, all you, all you got to do, you could tie it up with a one pointer and you can go out into the lead ahead of Trey. If you can name anything else that's on this list, man, Okay, so I am at a loss, but <laughs> but <laughs> I will say based on like just basic search algorithm logic, if there's a movie called One Year, <laughs> it would rank higher than other movies just by dint of having few words. So I'm going to say One Year and Cross My Fingers. I think wasn't it? Or I forget. It was one. There was something with Anne Hathaway, and it was like that kind of premise, like it took place over just one year or something. But I don't think it was called One Year, and it's not on this list. Nothing called One Year uh, yeah, in in this top ten. I'm afraid. So uh, Trey Galleon, wow. against all odds, you've somehow managed. That's you unbelievable. Don't even, you don't even need to say a third one. Did you think of another one? No, but I did think like it, there should be a movie that's like Year of the like Year of the Dragon or something like that. Year of the something. The, the Mickey Work Year of the Dragon. Did that show up on the list anywhere? Uh, in fact, uh, is that your guess, Trey? Yeah, let's go with Year <laughs> of the Dragon. All right, you got three more points. Jesus. No way! Because yeah, Year of the Dragons number eight. The uh, I don't even like <laughs> at the time. Mickey, it's Mickey Rourke in Chinatown, and um, was directed by that guy Michael, the guy who did Deer Hunter, and you know, yeah. I, well, I, I, doesn't uh, seem like that. Shimmy, you know. Bruce Lee movie. What? Yeah, that like to me it was oh. like there should be a Bruce Lee movie named Year of the Dragon or something. Right, no, but it's um. Now that you put that in my head, I can't think of the right name, but it's something. The dragon, enter the dragon, enter the dragon. Yeah, yeah. All right, so let me give you the the uh the results because uh it's an easy thing to forget to do, and you know, like uh, Steve Harvey never forgets to tell you the answers that didn't come come up. Uh, number ten <laughs> would have been worth one point if anybody said the purge election year. Oh, I never would have. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Number nine. Number nine, a most violent year. Oh, I like that one. Jessica Chastain and uh, what's his name? And then um, Oscar Isaac. Uh, uh, nine. Uh, eight was Year of the Dragon. 
Uh, seven, a good year with Russell Crowe. Mm, nope. Uh, directed by uh, what's his name? And the, 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 the <laughs> Russell Crowe wine movie was above the Steve Martin Bird movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leap Year with the uh, aforementioned Amy Adams. Right, I've watched that one with mom for sure. It's probably I the definitely excitement. thought that was a fake thing in the thirty, <laughs> the thirty Rock Cinematic Universe. Aha, uh-huh, that's so funny. <laughs> Uh, rookie of the year. Oh, yeah, I can't believe you didn't say that one, Trey. Oh, for real. Yeah. Funky and then loving. Number four got the uh, got the Mike White Lotus bump because uh, a movie he did with Molly Shannon called Year of the Dog is number four currently. Mm. Uh, oh yeah. And number three is the uh, Rebel Wilson comedy that's on uh, one of the streamers. I think it's Netflix called Senior Year. Number three. Uh, wow. How's that number three? <laughs> uh, it's, you know, it's on Netflix. And so people are, and also, you know, it's, it's kind of a fun movie. And the girl that plays young Rebel Wilson in the movie is, um, what do you call it? Uh, she's going to star in the new Mean Girls musical, the new movie musical of Green of Mean Girls. It's based on the stage musical. Trey Gallion, you did it. You are our winner today. That's and unbelievable. I we feel will bad. have you back. We'll have you back real soon, like uh, you know, within the next couple of weeks, if we can uh, find a uh, spot that works for your schedule. But for now, what have you yeah. got to promote? What's going on? Well, I mean, really, right now, the only thing is uh, um, in a couple of days. So this might not be out um, Thursday, the 22nd here in Knoxville with Drew Whitney Morgan and and a couple of local comics. It's going to be real fun. Otherwise, yeah, then I'm back in New York doing shows. So uh, I've got a couple lined up for January. So. um, So, yeah, just follow me on uh, the Instagram and Twitter and and uh, what's the TikTok is the other one. At Trey Gallion, T-R-E-Y-G-A-L-Y-O-N. <laughs> right on. Yeah. Uh, I'll talk to you soon, buddy. Uh, right Kenise on. Mobley, a terrific champion for uh, three episodes or so, I guess. Uh, terrific work. Thank you. Uh, what would you like to promote today? Uh, I would like to promote my album, Follow-Up Question. It's on all the platforms, so buy it or stream it, but the record company says buy it. And you can look for, uh, I guess, dates where I'm performing on my website. It's knismobley.com, and I'm Knees Mobley on all the platforms. Awesome. And Griffin Newman, what else have you got going on besides this amazing voice work you do in Disenchanted? Yeah, I'd say definitely watch Disenchanted a second time if you've already seen it. If you haven't seen it, watch <laughs> it the first time. Residuals take a lot more to stack up when you're streaming only. Uh, listen to the soundtrack on Spotify. Disenchanted. <laughs> um, I, I'm doing, uh, we're doing another season of the uh, He-Man cartoon that I'm on, Masters of the Universe. Uh, the new season will be called Revolutions, I believe. Uh, but I'm back on that as Orca. That will come out sometime next year. And then uh, Blank Check with Griffin David is my podcast I host with David Sims at The Atlantic, where we uh, cover filmographies of directors. We pick a, a director and cover all their movies. As I said, we're in the middle of Henry Selleck right now uh, with a brief Avatar holiday break. Uh, but this year, some of the other people we've done, Stanley Kubrick, Bob Fosse, 
Jane Campion, Sam Raimi. That was our uh, 2022 lineup, and we'll have exciting people coming up next year. Yeah, those are all, uh, all sounds great. I love all those uh, directors, right? Certainly love some of their work in, in, in each case. Um, I've got some stuff coming on because the, uh, you know, the Taint Tour is uh, happening tonight, December 26th. Douglas Movies is at the American Comedy Company in Sweet Home San Diego. And then Wednesday, on December 28th, I'm doing stand-up at the Improv in Irvine, California, and I'm doing stand-up on New Year's Eve at Cobbs in San Francisco. All of my dates and deeds and links are at douglasmovies.com. Thank you once again, and happy holidays and whatnot, to Trey Gallion, Kenise Mobley, and Griffin Newman. What a wonderful group. And as always... I'm really proud of you. Now it's time for Doug to watch another talkie. Eyes of gold, his viewing prowess makes him cocky. There's no room in his heart for you, cause Doug loves movies.